0: Concerning Him, an Emmaus podcast is a ministry of Emmaus Bible College. Concerning Him seeks to enrich Christians around the globe by educating and equipping them through various media. For more information about Emmaus, please visit Emmaus.edu. Hello and welcome to another episode of Concerning Him, an Amaze podcast. My name is Eric Rasmussen. Today we're joined by Dave Anderson. It's good to be here. We're glad to have you. Well, let's get right into it today, Dave. Let's let's begin by start. start oh, well, I, I should introduce you. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Dave. Dave is the the pastor. is a pastor elder at Littleton Bible Chapel. In Littleton Littleton, Colorado. That's right. Yep. You're here on campus this week speaking at uh, Spiritual Emphasis Spiritual Days.
1: Spiritual Emphasis Days. Love it.
0: Love being here. We love having you here. You're one of my, one of my favorite preachers to oh, visit when better. when I was a student. So um well, well let's get into it today. I w- I wanna talk about how the Lord has worked in your life to be where you are at, you know, to, to where you find yourself at at yeah. Littleton Bible Chapel. Um yeah. go ahead and and Tell us some.
1: Yeah, so I'm from Minnesota originally, so just north of here and west uh, in a small town called Cottonwood, maybe an hour and a half from Sioux Falls. But I I went out to undergraduate uh, at Colorado Christian University in Lakewood, Colorado, and uh, my brother was dating a girl who was attending Littleton Bible Chapel, and uh, he said, "Hey, you got to come. You know, when you're going to school, you got to come to this church." We had grown up in an evangelical free church. Great church, heard the gospel, uh, but really had never heard expository preaching, you know, verse by verse through the scriptures. Also, a weekly Lord's Supper was totally new, and uh, just a plurality of pastoral elders was also new. So it came from a senior pastor model. So I show up at to Bible Chapel, and uh, I loved it. Uh, my roommates and I, when we didn't sleep in on Sunday morning, <laughs> would go to uh, Littleton Bible Chapel. And I just fell in love with uh, the church, the principles. Uh, I thought, you know, he, these people are they are serious about the Lord. They want to follow the Lord. They want to, you know, they, they're committed to New Testament principles. And, and it, it was countercultural. And I loved that. I love the fact that uh, they're okay to take a stand on things that May not be trendy or cool, and uh, I just appreciated the seriousness about the church. And so, anyway, I started attending there. Long story short, my wife grew up in that uh, church, and uh, again, very long story short, we got married, and and now I'm serving there uh, as one of the elders, and um, have been there about 15 years or so.
0: Okay, Full time. Yeah. That's that's amazing, and 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 Littleton Bible Chapel is where. Alex Strouk is also a pastor elder, is that that's correct? That's right, right. Okay. Well,
1: he's not actually serving as an elder right now, but for 40 years served, okay. he, he attends. Uh, I mean, uh, he still does so many things, okay. but he's not one of the elders right now.
0: Yeah, Alex is the the author of the book Biblical Eldership, as well as a number of other very good books, but that's probably the book that most people, if they've right. heard his name, have have, right. have heard of or read that book. Um, t- tell us some about your relationship with Alex.
1: Yeah, so as a college kid, uh, I had the Lord really got a hold of my life, and I knew I wanted to be in in uh, ministry. In fact, at the time, I wanted to be like a traveling evangelist and just kind of, you know, travel around and speak. and And Alex said, "You need to be an expositor. You need to you need to get serious about the Bible and teach the Bible." And uh, it was kind of a life changing direction for me in terms of. I, I was going this way, and he kind of said, "Let's let's see if you can hunker down and serve the local church." And that was a huge turning point. He said, "Look, uh, I'll mentor you." There was a church, a Baptist church, uh, in uh, town near Littleton Bible Chapel that was looking for a pastor. I was a senior uh, at college at CCU, and uh, they I was filling speaking, and speaking, and they said, "Hey, would you consider being our pastor?" And I thought, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Don't, don't really want to do that don't think I'm ready to do it. and alex was was the one i told him that just kind of on a whim yeah this church asked me to be their pastor he said you should do it i'll help you i'll mentor you like it, this would be good for you to get kicked around in church life and and uh, experience what many people experience and so anyway i i ended up going there right as a senior in college while i was in college and uh, through my time at denver seminary and I didn't know what to do. It so I said to Alex, I said, uh, "I want to do what little Bible Chapel does. I want to teach you the Bible. What should I do?" It so he said, "Well, why don't you start with Ephesians? Here's some commentaries. I'll help you." And so it was kind of this mentoring by fire of <laughs> I'm I'm getting kicked around and learning how to put sermons together. And and he was just I mean we probably met once a week at least, and uh, he would just go over my sermon and help me with pastoral type difficulties and you know uh, and it was it was really really a unique kind of mentoring in the trenches type mentoring but that's so our relationship and he's i he's like a father to me and we still we get lunch i just called him this earlier today and had a question about something and so he's 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 the kind of mentor that's uh, in your, you know, in your life, let's go get lunch. Let's talk about what issues are going on. It wasn't this formal discipleship. It was just more of an organic, uh, hanging out, doing ministry, visiting people, serving together, putting together sermons for a conference and him just kind of helping and being a part of that.
0: Wow. Well, praise the Lord. That's amazing.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. That's, that's
0: awesome. Um, you, you've mentioned a couple times, I'm going off script here a yeah. little bit, that, yeah. that's okay, you mentioned a couple times about the importance of expository preaching. You want to explain that a little bit and tell me what you, what yeah, you mean I think, by that.
1: Yeah, one one way to look at it is, is exposing the text. And so rather than us imposing our views or just cherry picking certain uh, passages we, we like, pet doctrines we like, mm-hmm really, maybe a better way to say it is systematic expository preaching of going through books of the Bible, it lets God set the menu. And so we don't get to determine, Amen. I, you know, I want to really hammer these things. It's, it's The Lord sets it. We, we submit to him and his word, and we allow him to drive the ship, as it were. And uh, we, we get together on Sunday morning. We expose the word. We read the word. We stand up for the reading of the word. And then, in a sense, we're all saying, "Okay, we want to do this. We want to apply this. We yeah. want to be about this." Um, so
0: great, great. Well, that's. I personally have fallen in love with the the idea and the concept of expository preaching. I feel like, at churches I've been to where where it didn't happen, felt like there was something missing. Yeah. And and when you're there, it's 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 comforting to be, you know, as as, as Paul Paul speaks about in Acts of the Ephesian Elders. Right the the whole council of right, God right? right you're not missing out in anything right good yeah. um when when you talk about being a pastor elder what do you mean by that phrase I feel like a lot of people have heard a lot of talk about the role of a pastor right a lot of talk about the role of an elder and when right. you when you smash those two together what what do you mean by that
1: yeah great question uh, it's an important question. Uh, So I think a better way to say it might be a pastoral elder as opposed to a board elder who shows up for a meeting and they're not really involved with, you know, uh, caring for the flock. Uh, A pastoral elder, a biblical elder is uh, caring for the flock. They're protecting the doctrine. Uh, uh, They're protecting against wolves and false teaching. They're visiting the sick, James 5. Uh, they're caring for the church. In fact, and you you mentioned Acts twenty. Uh, you know, Paul charges the Ephesians, Ephesian elders, to care for the church. I think the ESV says "care," which is a terrible translation. Really, it's shepherd. Uh, okay. it's shepherding the church. It's pastoral uh, care. Uh, the confusion comes in in that the way people use the word pastor today is they use it as a title or they they use it in the sense of, and it's not a, it's ironic because a, a shepherd is the opposite of a of a title i mean it's like this low <laughs> yeah. i mean you're you're caring for the flock uh it's never used as a title except for of christ as the chief shepherd the senior pastor you might say of the church <laughs> um but but this whole idea in that in this concept many people have is that the pastor is kind of the lead, and then the elders, you know, they're on for three years or six years, and they kind of rotate on. But really, the the pastor is the one who who drives the ship. That's not a biblical concept. This this, in fact, even the the office of a pastor uh, is not found in the scripture. It's it's uh, episkopos or episkopoi uh, in in. Uh, Philippians 1, verse 1, to the overseers and deacons, episcopoi, diakonoi. Uh, and uh, so those are the opposite. The overseer elder, 1 Timothy 3, Titus 1, uh, there's there's the elder. But then you have the gifting of pastor in Ephesians 4. So some people will say, look at Ephesians 4, uh, Ephesians Paul makes this list and he mentions pastors, that's an office. That's actually, he's not talking about an office. It's in the context of spiritual gifts. So in that sense, uh, men and women can have caring type, shepherding type roles, but, the, the, but that doesn't equate with the office of pastoral elder or or uh, episkopoi, presbyteros, presbyteros in 1 Timothy 5. Here's what, here's an interesting thought though. In, if, in 1 Timothy 5, uh, 17, it says, the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. So so these are the ones, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. So you've got someone who is working hard, let's say it myself. I, myself I'm at Littleton Bible Chapel. I'm doing most of the teaching and preaching and laboring in this. But I don't notice he doesn't give a title, a special category or mm-hmm. a title to those people. He just says, the elders who rule well. And so... I think it's such a disservice to eldership to elevate or delineate pastor and elder and say, well, you got pastors and they're kind of the ones who do the teaching and they're the ones, and then you've got the elders kind of who kind of just rotate on and off. That's not Paul's vision for hmm. for the mm-hmm. care of the church. It's a it's a team of of qualified men uh, who are shepherding the flock. Acts twenty. Now those who are you know uh, doing well. Uh, leading and laboring and preaching and teaching, they may get financial remuneration, but that doesn't put them in a special category uh, of, you know, sort of a elder among the elders. Um, there is, a, I think, a principle of first among equals, but that should never diminish the role and responsibility that each elder has. And so that's what a big concern or beef I have is uh, is kind of the, this idea um, there's even a book recently written on this that Crossway published, and Crossway normally publishes such great books, but this idea of of a plurality, but really it's talked about as these elders are just kind of supporting the senior pastor, okay, And uh, I just kind of cringe at that because that's not that does not seem to be what Paul uh, has in mind, uh, and it diminishes really the role. Of the elder, so I don't know. It, it is a good question because, it, but the, I think the confusion comes with just the way people use the word pastor today. Mm-hmm. They throw it around, and uh, it can be really confusing. Again, even using it as a title is ironic because, because a you know, Pastor Dave is not a title. It's never used as a title in the New Testament. So. so
0: then, if if somebody asks you, what do you do? What do you respond with? Why do you? I. Like, what do, do I do? What do you do for a living? What do you do?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, because if you say I'm an elder, they think you're Mormon. <laughs> uh, no, so uh, that's, it's a fair question. I will a lot of times say I serve as a, as a pastor, okay. but, but then I'll try to delineate and just explain, <laughs> you know, what that means. Um, again, if you say elder, they'll think Mormonism, or just, you know, if you're in evangelical circles, they'll think bored elder. I okay. mean, so many people have this concept in their mind of. In fact, funny story. I was I was at a, this Baptist church, and uh, it was a senior pastor model. So I came in. I was the senior pastor, a title I did not accept. But but again, Southern Baptist. And then we had deacons, and so I went through uh, First Timothy and the qualification for elders. And uh, the deacons were, they were kind of jiving with this. They're on board. Let's, we like this. This is, this seems biblical. I mean, he's teaching the Bible and seems to be a plurality of elders. And so uh, <laughs> I'll never forget one of the deacons said, I like this idea of eldership. I am so tired of caring for the flock and doing these other things. I want to just, he said this, I want to just come to a meeting and uh, and not do anything else. So this idea of eldership, I love it. Let's do it. Let's move forward. And I just thought, oh, am I that bad of a Bible teacher that we totally missed the boat on this whole thing? Because no, it's it's you're leading, you're caring, you're shepherding, you're protecting, you're 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 in people's lives. It's not this removed um, board type position that so many people have in, in the back of their minds.
0: Well, then do you want to give us some details about what does that look like day to day, week to week? What what does being a a pastoral elder look Mm -hmm. like? Yeah,
1: yeah, good question. So we meet, uh, in our church we'll meet uh, Sunday mornings is the best time. One of our elders is a pilot, and long story short, the best time for us to meet is early, early on Sunday morning. So we'll meet, we'll spend a half hour in prayer, just praying for different people, different situations, um, uh, coverage of people. We'll have a, a time of of shepherding updates, we call it, of just, you know, what's going on, who's in the hospital, have they been called, who can visit them. A lot of times we're deputizing the deacons to help with this too, uh, deacons being the assistants uh, to the elders. So they're helping with this. Um, we're, we're thinking about just, uh, you know, maybe things in our our church we want to address. Maybe it's the Lord's Supper. How how are we doing? Do we want to bring some change? Do we want to just being proactive about leading, communicating, hey, we need to make this announcement. Let's communicate to the flock. Um, I think during the week, you're calling people, you're you're visiting people, taking people to lunch, checking in on people. And it's the oversight and governance of, uh, you're stewarding God's precious flock. Again, back to Acts 20. And uh, you want to do a good job at that. You mm-hmm. want to care for the people well. We're going to give an account of caring for their souls. And so we better take this seriously. This isn't a joke. I mean, one practical thing, you asked for practical examples, is, is uh, we'll have job descriptions for each elder. So what we don't want is, is for someone to come on, and it's kind of this ad hoc uh, you know, I'm just kind of an elder by by name, but I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. Uh, we want to have elders responsible. So maybe it's the missions oversight. And it just means they're the first point of contact. doesn't mean they're the only ones involved. or mm-hmm. I mean, they're just, they're the liaison and they're taking the lead uh, in missions. And they're reporting back. And we're, I mean, another person may be the youth. They're taking the lead in the youth. Maybe another one's women's ministries uh, and, and so on. And it doesn't need to be like, you know, for the rest of your life, you're now doing this. I mean, we can rotate every year. We evaluate. Are you doing too much? Do we need to take stuff off your plate? We want to care for you. Uh, But keeping the big picture, we want to feed the flock, protect the flock, lead the flock, care for the flock, shepherd the flock well, love them. And uh, do what the Lord has called us to do. Um,
0: As you're dividing up those responsibilities, are you... Are you guys at littleton bible chapel are you guys dividing up preaching equally or how do you determine who's preaching and how much they're preaching things like that yeah
1: good question so i mean every church does it differently i think there's a lot of latitude in the scriptures on how this is done for us we've kind of determined that uh, we want someone who's you know back to first uh, timothy 5 17 we, we think it's it's a good thing to, to pay someone to really labor at this and spend their time. So in, in our case, that would be me. The church has said, hey, we want to free you up to really give yourself over to s- the studying of the scriptures, the preaching of the word of God. So I'll, I'll uh, go over our preaching calendar. I'll line up, guys. For instance, this week and next week, I've got uh, two uh, men lined up to preach. One is a, not an elder. Uh, just a man who's gifted in uh, preaching that we want to keep developing. The other man is an elder. but So some of our elders, while they need to be able to teach, defend sound doctrine, they're not all gifted in, in a Sunday morning sense. They may be mm-hmm. gifted in a one-on-one or teaching a baptism class or other areas, but uh, not all of our elders uh, would be a Sunday morning type preacher, nor would they necessarily want to. Now, again, they need to be qualified and know sound doctrine, able to teach, uh, but we also have men who are not elders who are gifted in preaching and teaching, and we're trying to find opportunities for them to labor in the word and, and preach and provide more opportunities for them.
0: Okay. Well, and you, you talked some about your time as a title that you didn't love, but the lead pastor, right, at this right. Uh, at, at this small Baptist church, this Baptist church. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, yep. Yep. Um, and then you i'm assuming you trans kind of made a transition at some point from there back to littleton is yeah, that correct yep what was your experience like being a young pastoral elder what yeah it was
1: brutal in a lot of ways i mean i am i think i was probably 20 21 uh kind of an idiot <laughs> not really knowing what i'm doing and uh i just remember certain meetings like i mean you got i love the baptist i love the baptists but we had, I mean, it was it was Robert's rules of order, congregational input, and it was like a war zone. I hated these these meetings, because it's like, I don't know, am I gonna get fired this week? I mean, what's gonna happen? And we had some just, I mean, in hindsight, hilarious, but I th- I mean, one meeting, I remember crying afterwards, like, Lord, I don't wanna do, this. I felt like Moses, I don't wanna do this, why did you send me? Um, what was the question? You said- uh, <laughs> Your experience is something. Yeah, some, no, yeah. that's right, that's part of my experience but it made me appreciate the plurality principle of just okay. god's god's protection in a team we were not meant to be lone range this whole senior pastor model is a joke it's no good i mean even if you had even if you didn't have the bible it's like this is not a good system and so the the protection the care it's genius god's plan is genius for for having a team of qualified men. And so just in one sense, it primed the pump for coming to a, a church that had healthy leadership and a history of just balanced, normal, qualified men who love the Bible, love Christ, want to serve Him. And it just, it just really created a, a sweetness in me and an appreciation of, of uh, this model. Now that church, uh, since I've left, uh, a great team of elders have actually come in there, and uh, the ch- that church is of nothing to do with me, but with the new leadership, they, they're, they've gone to a biblical eldership and uh, they've kind of implemented that. But at the time I was there, it was very much an old school Southern Baptist uh, <laughs> experience.
0: <laughs> that I, I could imagine those meetings being terrifying, especially for somebody so young. I mean, yeah, you're probably looking up at. 40 50 60 year old men who are... oh
1: man and I'm like 120 pounds and I look like <laughs> a wet rat you know and it's like who is this kid you know what is he doing here and they were sweet honestly it was a sweet church it just there was some some things that made me really appreciate um, a different kind of church leadership model
0: so well as we wrap up I want to spend the last couple of minutes just talking some about biblical eldership resources yeah Um what are they? You want, to, you want to tell us some a little bit about them?
1: Yeah, really excited about this ministry. And I, I'm basically one team member. We've got a, a group of, uh, I think, six different guys uh, scattered across the U.S. and Canada. Um, and we meet every uh, Tuesday on Zoom. And a lar- large part of this is our website, biblicaleldership.com. Check that out. Uh, but we started a, a, an online school, the School of the Shepherds. Which is an online training course for you know potential elders um, to go through, and Alex Strauch uh, does the lion's share of that teaching. Uh, we also host conferences uh, every year. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the name of our last conference was. We've done some expository preaching and and eldership and the uh, Christ model of leadership. Uh, so. There's a lot going on there, but honestly, internationally, it's really exciting. In Africa, India, I'm doing a, co- a conference in Bangalore via Zoom, uh, but they're taking our website, our material, and they're wanting to plant churches in India. Wow. And so it's, it's been really cool to just kind of infuse biblical church leadership, I mean, the s- scriptural principles, and having churches eat this up and saying, we wanna, can, we wanna transition from a senior pastor model to this model. And, and it's not, I mean, it's, it's cross denominational. There's mm-hmm. all kinds of denominations that are, that are lapping this up. Uh, so it's, there's a lot going on with biblical eldership resources right now. I, I just couldn't be more excited about it on what's going. We just redesigned the website just a few weeks ago and, and uh, lots, lots happening on that front, so.
0: The, the school. And yeah. what was the name of that again? Uh, School of the Shepherds. School of the Shepherds. Um, is there a price to that? You know,
1: I think there is. Uh, and it's I mean, it's a nominal price. I can't remember what it is. It might be the f- the first uh, uh, session or the first uh, semester or, or a number of classes might be free. OK. Uh, and if there's any kind of financial uh, issue, I think we'd be happy to cover yeah. cover those costs but there is there is a, a price I believe we also have I, I could be wrong but I want to say a couple hundred videos yeah. on how to run an elders meeting qualifications for elders um, expository preaching care for your elders how do we how do we protect one another uh, counseling pornography I mean fill in the blank we've there's really a ton of resources in our new website, is uh, is going to make all of that material a little bit easier to locate and find, but should be a blessing for for churches in the future. Also, we we love to take Alex's redoing Biblical Eldership book and the workbook, and we want to marry this together with the website, videos, podcasts. So literally, someone could go through lesson one, uh, hear a podcast, or watch watch the vodcast. Um, go through the workbook textbook, watch other supplemental vi- supplemental videos uh, all this will Lord willing in the next year or so be sort of married together on the website and should be a resource for uh, churches and again wh- what's thrilling for us is it's there's a lot of people going through in the US but this thing has taken off internationally and uh, boy, that's exciting. I mean we want to this isn't just about America, right? The gospel goes out to all nations and all nations need healthy churches. And so to be a part of just sort of tipping the needle in that direction uh, is really exciting.
0: Well, so. that's great. And and one of the things you recently did on Biblical Eldership Resources is you wrote a series of articles in the Lord's Supper. Yes. And uh, I think that's going to be the topic of our next conversation. Um, so next episode, we'll have you back and we'll be talking through the Lord's Supper. Sounds good, Eric. Until then, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, yeah, well, we'll, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Thanks, Thanks, Eric. Me too. Thank you for listening to Concerning Him on Emmaus Podcast. Ministries like Concerning Him are possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.